0: Homies, I'm back with a special guest for the episode. My mother, um, hey! <laughs> and this is someone that I've been wanting to be on the podcast for a while. But it, it took a little bit. It took a little bit to have her come on. But we're here, and that's all that matters. So, <laughs> hey, um, homies, hey, <laughs> homies, you'll you'll get to know that she is very funny. But also just an amazing human being, obviously. So, oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Mom, tell us a little bit about you and how you grew
1: up. Once again, um, I'm Lauren's mom, LaDonna. As Lauren knows, um, I grew up in Chicago. Shout out to the South Side Um, in the inner city of Chicago, where I was born, uh, my mom had me at 16, and um, we grew up in an all-Black neighborhood on the south side of Chicago, and um, I went to an all-Black school, Chicago Vocational, but I don't think it's named Chicago Vocational now, but anyway, uh, went there. It's a vocational school, but then I decided to um, get a college degree, and so I ended up uh, going to Purdue, uh, where I was the first one in my family to graduate college. And uh, from there, I, um, where I met Lauren's dad, and uh, he and I got married and we lived in Minnesota. We went and got our MBAs and went into corporate America. And um, I spent about 16 years in corporate America before I decided to stay home with the kids. And uh, that, that's, that's about it.
0: <laughs> that, of what course, she says that's about, that's about it. Like <laughs> freaking the best story ever, like no, the most inspirational no, no. story, at least in my opinion, or at least someone that I'm close to of just like how you just had vision for your life and outside of what you could see around you. And I think that that's so encouraging for so many people of like, you don't have to like see it all around. You can be like, I want this for myself. Like, what's the next step? Like, what do I, what, how do I go about this in a way that um, just like little by little, you know?
1: So. Exactly. Well, and I think my, uh, my drive was not having what happened to my mom happen to me. And so my mom was just very supportive on me Uh, going a little further than she did in her education Mm -hmm. so she uh, wanted me to um, you know experience those things that she couldn't experience having me at such an early age so you know I had that motivation to make her proud and and as as you know I'm an only child so um, Mm -hmm. one thing I really admired about my mom was she made that one mistake of uh you know, having me so young, not that I was a mistake or anything, but just having me so young. And from there, she just, you know, spent the rest of her life really just supporting me and uh, raising me. And I know we'll talk a little bit more about her later.
0: Yes, yes, my grandma. Uh, But I just wanted to let y'all know that this episode, I really wanted to be surrounded around friendship and just how that relates to just the world around you and everything and how that creates like for you to be a better person. And uh, I just love my mom's perspective on friendship and she, I, f- I feel like she always encourages me to be a better friend um, and just how she, she approaches friendship really inspires me. So I just wanted to, one of the things I always wondered, especially since um grandma passing is just like how like did you learn how to be a friend from her because y'all were so close and so it was like a combination of friendship and mother-daughter and just all the things so
1: yeah and uh, actually um, we kind of grew up together with her being so young and uh, you know we we've always had a great relationship um, I learned most of what I know about friendships and relationships from her um, and as Lauren mentioned, she passed away uh, last April unexpectedly so it's it's been really hard um, for us to to really uh, digest this whole thing. but um, my mom was really my best friend from from day one um, you know, Growing up with her, we would go out in public and people would always think we were sisters instead of Mm -hmm. mother daughter, because she looked so good and she was so young, Um, but she was just such a beautiful soul, and uh, she always gave everyone the benefit of the doubt, no matter what. She just cared for people and loved people. She could talk to a total stranger is probably where I get it from. Yes,
0: we we could, <laughs> literally <laughs> we could. at the grocery store, <laughs> CVS, yeah. wherever, yes. whenever.
1: Right, we, I mean, me and her would talk to people when we were together, you know, just meet, meet people out in the streets and so forth. But, um, you know, we talked every day. I can't, I can't even remember a day when I was in college, when I was in corporate, uh, when I was raising the kids, where I did not talk to my mom. And sometimes four or five times a day, we would talk. So we were just real close because we had each other. So mm-hmm. all that I know about relationships, I know from her. And most of the time, me and her, we we both talked about it. and We we had just a few, like a handful of good friends that uh, we had, and we both giggled because we only had a, f- a few women friends, but we had more male friends than we oh, did. Oh, I didn't
0: know that. Yeah,
1: we had more male friends than we did female friends. And we always would laugh about how we gravitated to the guys more than than having uh, the chatty girl friendship. So that was kind of funny.
0: Was that because didn't you, like in your family growing up, weren't you around a lot of guys?
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, in our family, uh, a lot of the the guys would come over on Sunday at our Sunday dinners and watch sports and so forth. So I was real close to, you know, my dad. Uh, My dad was uh, 18 when I was born and I'm still close with him now. Uh, But, you know, even my uncles that I met, you know, they would help me. They helped me learn to drive. Um, and they would come over and watch sports and so forth. And so I, we we always had good relationships with men. And maybe that's why we, we had so many men friends. You know, even when I was in high school or college, I just, I don't know. I guess I felt more comfortable <laughs> around the men. I, she too, you know. But she was such an attractive lady, so I can understand. Yeah, I situation. mean, yes. <laughs> she was on point.
0: Yeah. But I think that's funny because that's like the opposite of me so I yeah because I I always tell you like I feel so comfortable around girls and my girlfriends that like when I'm around guys I'm just like okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) well even when your granddad calls me we talk sports you know that Mm -hmm. you know that's that's kind of what we have in common we we always talk sports and even with your brother and and, yeah. uh, you know, even dad, you know, think about it. I talk sports to them all the time, but so, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's really weird, but over the years, I've, be, I've gotten more, um, female friends, but definitely growing up, you know, I, I was just, maybe I was just chasing the boys. I don't oh know, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I don't oh know. Don't, strike That's that for amazing. dad. Strike that from your dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's so funny. But I think the main thing that I noticed a lot recently is that you this sounds so probably so weird to so many people, but you're the queen of questions. You know, you always ask me about when I say, Oh, I just got off the phone with so and so, and you're like, Oh, how is she? Did this happen? How's her parents? Blah blah, blah. like duh, duh. you're so like detail oriented about people and I'm just like, oh, I didn't even ask that question, or oh, I don't remember, like, I didn't ask for an update about that or whatever. And I think you're just, I know last year your word of the year was intentional. So exactly. Um, I just think like, how like how does that
1: how do you operate in that? Well, and I know you asked me that a lot. It's like, wow, mom, you ask those questions all the time. And even your brother says the same thing about, you know, um. Uh, asking probing questions. And I think it comes from um, just when you talk to me or anyone talks to me, I try to give them my undivided attention. And when I do that, I'm trying to visualize what they're saying to me because I'm such a visual person. And so I'm asking the questions to fill in the gaps of me picturing in my head, what you're saying to me and so i'm asking those probing questions but i am a detailed person in real life yes as you might imagine planning everything lists right so so i do uh in my head you know it's always details probing of you know what you're saying to me and what i'm thinking and so forth but then the other thing is i've always been one to want to know someone else's story
0: like mm-hmm. when i
1: tell you my story about how i grew up and um you know when i was in corporate america people would always think because i had a college degree and a master's degree that i grew up in the in the suburbs of chicago
0: mm-hmm.
1: and when they hear my story they realize that's that's not my story it's not the white picket fence and right. so um i've learned doing a lot of diversity training and so forth over the years that you don't really know a person until you know their story and what's behind it. So a lot of times when I'm talking to people and sharing information or meeting new people, I always wanna know their backstory Mm because we all have a story. And so rather than to prejudge someone based on what I see, materialistic, I want to understand who they are, where they're from, you know, what experiences they've had. So I'm probably asking a lot more probing questions than I should be, (laughs) but it's really just to understand people's story and what's behind different people.
0: Yeah, no, I think that sometimes what's missing in this generation sometimes are just our busy lifestyle. And it's kind of calm down during the pandemic but you know just our day-to-day of just wanting to go 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 but and then judge people at the same time exactly so harshly on social media or blogs forums whatever of just like not understanding like no like there's so much behind the scenes that like we don't know so if we take the time to like seek to understand them maybe that would help us understand where they're coming from. Even if we don't agree, maybe that would understand like, oh, okay. Like they grew up like this or whatever. Right.
1: Or even to find out what makes people tick, you know, what things, you know, motivate them, what, what things they like, because when you think about it, um, when you share your story with somebody you end up finding what commonalities you have with that person, you know, because you always think, you know, oh my gosh, I can't have anything in common with another person, you know, of the opposite sex or the opposite race or any of those things. But once you sit down and hear their story and they hear your story, you realize there's something that's common between the two of you that, you know, you share. And so I'm always looking for that in relationships and even in friendships as well.
0: Yeah, that is important. I think it just creates, I'm all about deep relationships and that (laughs) kind of sometimes (laughs) gets me into so interesting situations because I know that as I was going to say, like, I know that not everyone is so willing to go deep or willing to tell even their story. So it's sometimes hard to navigate. Okay. Like they don't want to be as open. Like, what perspective can I have in this scenario? Like what type of understanding can I have, even if they don't want to tell me a lot of deeper things about them?
1: Well, what I, what I find is that the more I open up to someone, it leaves the door open for them to share and open with me. Mm -hmm. So as you know, I'm kind of an open book. And even with my friends uh, and with family, I I probably overshare, you know, uh, with people. So, but my thing with oversharing is, you know, if I share with you, then more than likely you've experienced it or know someone that have experienced what I'm talking about and can share with me. So, you know, I'm always uh, open to, to see who has experienced it and what I can learn from them. So I I open, I share and, and open up so that I'm I'm hoping the person I'm talking to or in dialogue with will share back with me. And it, you know, it won't be a one-sided thing, but you know, it'll be more of a dialogue.
0: Yeah, because I think that when you do open up in in certain ways and kind of navigating that person and like what you can and can't kind of discerning what the situation is, but maybe that will lead them to be like, Oh, they're safe. Like it's okay. Like they are vulnerable or they, you know, would understand if I went through X, Y, and Z circumstance, or I grew up this way. And I just always admired how, you are able to talk to so many different people in so many different situations, mm-hmm. whether it's back in Chicago or whether it's in a corporate setting or like at the board at my school growing up or just I just always think like wow, like she carries herself in so many different ways, but she's still confident in mm-hmm. different all those different areas. Exactly. And
1: I think, you know, we always laugh and giggle uh, other women and I about how as African-American women, we have to do levels. Um, and that when, you know, I go into what I call the hood or the neighborhood back home, uh, I, I speak a certain way. And when I go to your your private school, I may speak another way. When I go to corporate America, I speak this way when I'm in a board meaning I speak that way, you know, and it's, it's always just the same person, but just, you know, doing levels. And it's, it's how you flow in and out of that, you know, and keep who you are being authentic to yourself uh, as you gravitate the different levels, even in the grocery store, wherever you may be, it's just, you know, speaking to people and honoring them and and meeting them where they are and making sure they don't think you feel like you're any better than they are, you know, especially, you know, when I'm back home and so forth is, you know, I don't I don't want people to think, you know, I'm I'm any more than what they are because I mean I grew up there and I I love Chicago and I love going back and so forth, but you know, it's where my roots are and you know I appreciate all that I learned from being being from there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes people can think that I think I sometimes think, oh, is that being fake or oh, is that being Mm -hmm. genuine to who I am? But it is in a sense of like, especially black people or African-Americans have to sometimes navigate those different um, areas or systems because, you know, sometimes they're not built for us to show up as ourselves or show up in different ways. But I think it is important to meet people where they are at. And then maybe when you build those relationships, like challenge them a little bit in some Mm -hmm. ways. And so I think that that was something that you did open my eyes to of like, okay, it's not being fake. It's just like navigating through all these different areas, but staying true to like your mission or your, the heart of who you are, but kind of allowing them to not catch up, but like, just honor, I guess, also respect you, right, respect right. you in some ways as well. So that makes sense. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so good. Um. So I know that we talked about this a lot last year, but how have your friendships evolved over time? Have they gotten deeper as you've grown up? Um. What were they like kind of in high school compared to- college compared to like your adult life um,
1: well as you know uh, my best friendship other than my mom and a family member or your dad any any family members outside of that my best friend is my friend from high school
0: oh, yes. um,
1: Iris who we've been friends believe it or not 45 years. I 45 loved, years. I didn't even understand. know a friendship could go that long <laughs> since we were 14 years old. Wow. Oh my gosh. Um and you know, she's she's my ride or die. She's my um you know, we've been through good, bad, the ugly, you know, we've been through it all. Um and you know, we met freshman year of high school and uh, we never looked back and you know, despite you know, the fact that I've moved probably about nine different times throughout my life, Um, you know, we've stayed friends. So, you know, she's my number one ride or die. And then over those, you know, nine or so relocations that your dad and I have had, um, I've met people along the way, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: I just, you know, and, and I think moving and relocating forces you to meet new people. Yeah. So, um, throughout those different states that we lived in and as a result of moving so much, um, I've had to meet, you know, different people. And as a result of, you know, you, uh, joining girl talk, mm-hmm. I met a lot of moms and Darius playing lacrosse. I met a lot of lacrosse moms Yeah. and, uh, you know, participating in all your school activities, Um, you know, you develop those friendships and those friendships become really strong and binding relationships. Um, So I've met a lot of good friends through that. And then just, um, you know, I have the book club. I'm in a book club that I've been in and it's going on 12 years. I've been in the book club. Yeah. She's dedicated to the cause.
0: Okay. (laughs) Do not mess with her and her books.
1: A book club for 12 years. We've been together. And uh, it's been really great. And uh, it's just a matter of the joy of reading and, you know, all of us wanting to learn and, you know, we all have different personalities, but we jive on just the fact of knowledge and wanting to, to learn. So, you know, my friendships have evolved. And I think I always tell you that, um, you know, you'll, you'll pick up one or two from high school. You may pick up one or two from college, but then your, your working career, you find relationships there as well. Um, and then the different places that you live, you'll, you'll pick up relationships and some of them will, will stick and you'll stay friends and others might dissolve, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you may, Grow out of that relationships, or you know, you just might, you know, lose touch with each other. But I have, you know, an Iris, um, I've had just the greatest friendship with her. Um, and, you know, our lives have just been intertwined and will always be that way. Um, but those that's how my friendships have evolved. And I still say I have probably a close five strong relationships and then i'll put the other relationships in maybe the um acquaintance category Mm -hmm. but true true friends i'd say i probably got a handful of true friends which is fine i I love having that but um i know some people have tons and tons of friends but right you know i have a close five i would say oh (laughs) y'all should have seen
0: her her face (laughs) <laughs> and she said that because we're on zoom but when you were talking sorry Roman's looking at me with sleepy eyes so I'm just like what are you what are you doing Roman the
1: cat Roman yes the
0: cat. Roman my little kitten who is on the desk behind me my, but my,
1: my grand kitten her, her,
0: her first grandchild
1: <laughs> fur baby my fur baby yes
0: um but when you were talking about I think especially with the time in my life that I'm in of just not getting bogged down that I don't have friends now, or like I don't have the amount of friends or like relationships may dissolve. I and mean, you've always championed me of like, it's okay. Like we grow and evolve and at least they taught you something. Then at least you have those memories then exactly. and you can kind of carry that forward with you into the next relationships or Whatever. Exactly. So I think a lot of people my age get bowed down of like oh they left or oh I don't have anyone right now and I'm post-grad or just kind of or oh so and so has so many friends on Instagram mm-hmm. but like honestly on Instagram you don't know if they're really friends or if they're just exactly you know playing like they are just wanting connections or whatever so I think it's important to keep into mind that like not everything is as it seems and like what do you want out of friendship not what everyone else is posting or and all the facades that they may be putting up but like what do you want in friendship and like it doesn't matter it doesn't have to be rolling 40 deep you know but it can be just good friends that can feel like family or feel make you are the ones that you can work like know that you can call at 3 a.m and we'll have your back Exactly. Or, you know, just can see you without makeup and just not be pressuring you to dress a certain way or look a certain way. And right. Stuff. So right. I think, that's you know, important. because
1: even my friends, we've been through uh, marriages, divorces, deaths, um, all the relocations that they've gone through and I've gone through. So we've we've experienced all all of life cycles together. Mm-hmm. you know and uh, so you have to be with someone that can uh, withstand all of those life changes with you and uh, although you don't talk every day like my mom and i used to uh, i don't talk to my friends every day like that but if i ever needed anything i feel like i can definitely call any of those individuals and they'd have my back you know
0: right i think that's important of I'm just even if it's just that one person Right. That has your back. That's so good. And that's important. And yeah. that because we're not supposed to do this life alone. Right. And especially if you can't be just yourself with even just one person that right. I think you just hold so much in and hold so much back that like you don't have a release and you can't that kind of seeps into other areas of your life if you don't have that one person or a couple of people to, you know, release and to decompress with.
1: They always say, you know, don't do life alone, do it with, with others. So if it's not your family, the next closest thing is a good friend.
0: (laughs) Yes. And I think that has been something that we've learned in the pandemic of just how, how friends can feel like family, how friends can be there and be praying for you and be speaking truth over you and, you know, kind of, even just be on the phone with you when you're just crying and you don't really have a lot to say, but you're just crying. So I know that that has been something. So like, what are the lessons about friendship that you've been learning in the pandemic?
1: Well, the one you just mentioned is uh, when my mom passed away and you know, how devastating that was. um, I learned how valuable my friendships were because something like that will really test your friendships. Because you you know you really see who comes through for you, and um, as you know you know our, you know your godmother my my best friend Iris came came through for us yeah uh, when we, we had to go back to Chicago and handle everything um, you know she was she was all in and you know she really helped us out a lot with housing and and uh, nourishment from her family her, her brothers and. So forth. Um, and, and, you know, when something like that happens, you rely on those connections uh, during a difficult time because, you know, we we're doing it during the pandemic. And uh, it was just, you know, enlightening to see that outside of my family that we had, um, all my close friends came through for me. Yeah. Um, even friends that I hadn't talked to in a while. Um, I'm trying not to get emotional, but even my friends that I hadn't talked to in a while, uh, we had one friend that I knew from um time when I lived in Minnesota and uh, she just happened to call and I told her what happened and she prayed for us before we drove to Chicago. Uh, and then we had another friend, you know, she's from uh, Houston. And then I had another friend from Utah that, uh, that called and, and talked me through, you know, all the things I needed to check on, on my mom uh, from her business when, you know, dealing with all her papers and everything. Um, but a lot of them reached out and, you know, talked to me and everything. And with the pandemic, you know, it's been difficult because you can't see anyone. And And I forgot to tell you that, you know, tell your, your homies that, you know, <laughs> I moved to Boston
0: <laughs> last yes. year oh, in the midst goodness. of the pandemic.
1: And, you know, my yes, mom passed and everything. Was, yeah. So I, I relocated to uh, Boston and um, so I'm not near my closest friends, my book club and all me. of that. So, and Lauren, <laughs> Lauren or Darius. So the pandemic forced me to have to uh, reach out more to my friends, you know, make those Zoom calls, uh, those FaceTimes and communicate, you know, just just by phone, even calling them. Um, so it, it's really had to uh, make me reach out more because of the pandemic. And I can't fly everywhere that I thought I was going to be able to fly. So that's been difficult. But, you know, I just feel like um I feel really blessed that, um, I had them to fall back on because sometimes, you know, you don't want to drain your family, but you know, those friends know when the call and, uh, you know, they know what to do. But then on the other side, I know when my friends are suffering and my friends need something. So, you know, I've been able to send things out to my family and my friends, um, things that they might need that I think of that, you know, say, I'm thinking of you or a card or a basket or something to say, you're on my mind. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of people and in, in light of the pandemic, one of the things that I've tried to do more of is when someone comes to my mind to call them or text them right then.
0: Yeah, that's because important. as we know,
1: you wake up every morning and someone's passed on or something's happened or somebody has COVID or whatever. So when someone's on my mind, I, I do it right then. I had a friend from grade school that was on my mind. I text her the next day. She told me she was thinking about me, too, and she was good. But, you know, I that's one of the things I learned is that when someone's on my mind, God puts them in my heart to reach out right then. And so i have been able to do this but um you know i and i want to be there for my friends too and i I'm, you know some friends we schedule time yeah <laughs> you know? yeah sometimes you, you know? have to
0: do it you yeah know, i think you do that align. too right yes i did that last week actually with one of my friends from college so shout yeah. out to jody mm-hmm. um yeah, but
1: yeah. So, yeah, we schedule when we're going to talk or you know, some friends like uh, FaceTime, some friends just want to talk on the phone or, you know, whatever. So, you know, we've been doing a lot of that. But, you know, like I said, everybody got a lot going on. But, you know, we we got a 10, 15 minutes just to get caught up and see how everyone's handling this pandemic. But, yeah, um, yeah they've come through uh, during this time.
0: Yes, shout out to all our prayer warriors. We love you. (laughs) Exactly. We couldn't do this without you. No way. No way. Um, But something that I think we both learned. And I had been doing it a little bit, a couple like throughout the years, but when people are on my mind, like even if Mm -hmm. it feels like it's awkward because you're like, I haven't talked to this person in like years. And like, what do they think of it? But like literally people love it they love exactly most of the people that I do text they're like oh my gosh Lauren I love uh-huh. to hear from you how are you doing cuz it's just you never know and it's so cheesy but you really never know like they could be struggling exactly and you would never know but like a text from you or just them thinking about you and your time together or whatever could make them you know smile and make it through that day I as, totally agree. as small as that is and and that's something that I hope people are have taken to account during the pandemic, but mm-hmm. it's just even be- outside of it. It's so important right. because day to day life can get a little, really crazy and really exactly. overwhelming. But it's those it's that community that can can carry you through and lift you up. And but things. even when you
1: said cheesy, I thought about how I send those uh, those uh, happy birthday and those thinking of you. Oh, the uh, bit emojis.
0: Emo- Yes. yes, Moj's. I
1: send those. <laughs> I know it's cheesy. My mom loves Bitmojis. <laughs> yes. I, She's I still send on those out train. thinking of you and uh, you're on my mind and all of those to people. And, and I know they'd be like, oh, Lord. But I just, <laughs> I was just letting them know they were on my mind. So. Yes. Yes. We love a good quote. We love a good oh, quote. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I send a lot of Instagram messages out too. Every
0: day guys, (laughs) every day I've started to get used to it. And so I play into it too. And I send her things, (laughs) but like every morning, hello sunshine. Yes, yes, yes. What can I say? It's like that Kylie Jenner thing, rise and shine. Yes,
1: yes. That's me. That's me. I save these quotes for Lauren every morning. Yes. It's so cute though.
0: Cause you know, your girl needs it sometimes. She can be a little in her moods, you know? Look, I do too. I do too, Lauren. Yes, for sure. But um, I guess wrapping up, what is one thing you, I feel like a lot of people say this in the end of their, their interviews and magazines and stuff, but what would you say to yourself about friendship and how to be a good friend?
1: Oh, let's see. Maybe
0: it's like your 24 year old self since I'm 24. Like, what okay. Would you okay. Say okay. You?
1: Terrific. Terrific. Um, I think I'd say the first thing I'd say would be don't force friendships, let yeah. them happen naturally. By being yourself because if you're faking it then you're gonna get fake friends you gotta <laughs> wow that was get, a word <laughs> yes yes that's a word right there <laughs> okay so you gotta be yourself and you you gotta be authentic so that you will attract people that know who you are at your core mm-hmm. right um and I think the other thing has to be relationships have to be give and take you know you can't right. expect to give everything to that friendship and not get anything uh, from that person. You know, mm-hmm. I think it has to be a yeah. give take. Um, and sometimes you just need to listen to the person, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's one of those conversations where you don't need to do all the talking, you right. Know? Um, or maybe this might be a time where you do need to do all the talking and they need to listen. So um, you just got to be aware of uh of that you know sometimes you want to hog the conversation but sometimes you just that person might need for you to just listen so be aware of that and then my final one is um you know that I listened to Dr. Darius Daniels yes and he has a book entitled Relational Intelligence and I read the book about relationships and in there They talk about friendships and traits of a good friend. Mm -hmm. And I wish I would have known these traits earlier. But what I found was of these traits, my best friend has all of them. So I was like doing high five, you know, when I read (laughs) it and I said, oh, my God, she meets all these requirements. And here they are. I mean, I'm just going to briefly go through them. First one is unshakable character. Mm-hmm. And what he means by that is whoever walks with us in the present is deciding what's going to happen in our future.
0: Oh, wow. That's deep. Okay.
1: The second one is unconditional love. That person has to handle the best of me and the worst of me. Okay. They have to share our pain. Um, they have to touch our wounds with gentle and tender hands. Mm. Okay. Awesome. Just awesome. Unbridled honesty. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Tell me the truth. Undeniably authentic. Accepts me for me, which I was talking about earlier. That's and cool. I accept the truth they are telling me. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that can get a little messy sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. People being honest. (laughs) Exactly. Um, The next one is unmovable reliability. That person has to be dependable and trustworthy, you know? Um, You're relying on that person as a friend. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, all of these things, I just thought, oh my God, this person has all of these. And I'm hoping I have. Most of these, you know, as a as a friend on the other side. The next one was um unceasing encouragement. They have to have gas that keeps us going, okay? And God uses them to fill us up. An authentic friendship brings us joy and helps us to do what we cannot do alone.
0: Wow. Okay. Preach Pastor Darius. Yes. Dr.
1: Darius Daniels. The book is relational <laughs> intelligence. I just thought, oh my God, <laughs> that's good. so. Those are the traits I wish I knew. But God blessed me with friends that had most of or all of those those good traits. So, and and then the last one would be just, um, you know, I just feel like you. This wasn't in the book, but let them know that you appreciate them. Yeah, Your friends got to know how blessed you feel that they're in your life. So, you know, the last thing I'll say is that, you know, you need to acknowledge your good friends and let them know what a good friend they've been to you.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that I is try important to do
1: that. Not necessarily on just the holidays, but you know, Throughout you know, even the- after a conversation we've had, I'll just say, oh, I miss you so much. I'm so glad we've talked. And, you know, I tell my good girlfriends how much I love them.
0: Yes, because so, even if how many times, how many years, like four, 40 years you've been friends, like people still need to know that, you know, yes. that you care for them. And yeah. um, what was the other thing that you said? I think one key, yes, that talked about joy mm-hmm. is I think that it's important to, I've learned to reevaluate, to help you evaluate the people in your life is like when when you leave them, do you have joy? Like, do yes. you feel like- Do you feel bogged down after you leave a conversation or leave lunch with them or leave, you know, having, you know, some them over at your house outside of the pandemic? Like, you know, like when you leave them, do you or even a phone call? Do you are you like, oh, I just feel so heavy or are you just like, wow, like, oh, I just talked to my friend and like they encouraged me and like I can do I can do this or like I'm or even on the flip side, like I'm so happy for them. That right. they're that they're succeeding in their life and that they're uplifted or even if they're not, that doesn't mean that they have to be doing well 24 seven, but it's like mm-hmm. what do, overall, like how does that, how do what does that friendship mean in your life? Right. And that has definitely helped me reevaluate like, who am I, who do I need to be close with? And who do I need to maybe put some distance there mm-hmm. and put, put some boundaries
1: with? Um I'll pass along that book. I'll send it to you, (laughs) uh, Relational Intelligence, because it talks about friends, associates, acquaintances. Um, I think there's a couple others that I didn't mention, but the book is really good. And it's, it's, you know, most people say, well, you know, do you want to put your friends in a box? No, I think they, you know, they flow in and out sometime of those. Some some are friends, some are acquaintances, some stay good friends, but some are more acquaintances than they are friends. And it just kind of you know, made you reevaluate even how to be a good friend, do you have, as a person, do you have all of those traits, uh, unshakable character, unconditional love, unbridled honesty, unmovable reliability, unseasoned encouragement? Do you, as a person, have that to give others? And I think that's something that, you know, we all aspire to have, but, you know, some of us might bump up against that, that reliability. (laughs) (laughs) That character, honesty, (laughs) honesty honesty may be there, but you may need
0: to reevaluate how you approach that honesty. Exactly,
1: (laughs) exactly. Because you want to tell your girlfriend the truth, you know, so, but no, I thought that was good. So those are, I think the things that I would tell my, my younger self or my 24 year old self.
0: Okay. Well, we could talk about this. You can go on and on a whole day, the whole night. But I just wanted to thank you for coming on because finally we got her on.
1: Yeah. She's worried about her voice, guys.
0: She's worried about her voice. Okay. I do. Um, I do. I thank you for inviting me. No problem. You know I was the
1: number two guest. The number two guest. That's okay. That's all right.
0: Like I said, you were. It was. It was like pulling teeth, trying to like get you on for a while. Okay, but your number
1: one interview was very good. So thank you, thank you. Yes, i appreciate it.
0: But I hope you see where I get some of my personality <laughs> from. I feel like a lot of people don't know that I have certain parts of my personality mm-hmm. from you mm-hmm. because you know sometimes you have to be a certain certain type yeah, of friend. You crack to see- me up to see yeah. all of this mm-hmm. goofies I've worn. But um, I thank you again so much for coming on and I loved getting And you're captions. a good friend
1: too, Lauren.
0: Oh, oh thank you. I know I have areas of improvement, but don't
1: we yes. all. So You and I are very good friends too. We talk a lot.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, every day.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me.
0: Yes. Maybe I
1: can come back again and talk about something else.
0: Of course the door is always open. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Bye homies. (laughs) Thank you for listening. And I hope to talk to you today, tonight, or tomorrow. Bye homies.